Welcome to The Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we conclude the judgment section of Ezekiel with Ezekiel chapter 32. And that's worth mentioning because it's been the first two-thirds of the book. We are going to, starting tomorrow, move into the theme of, really, restoration. So stay tuned for that one. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first day of the month, the word of Yahweh came to me. The son of man, raise a lamentation over Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You consider yourself a lion of the nations, but you are like a dragon in the seas. You burst forth in your rivers, trouble the waters with your feet, and foul their rivers. Thus says the Lord Yahweh, I will throw my net over you with a host of many peoples, and they will haul you up in my dragnet. And I will cast you on the ground. On the open field I will fling you, and will cause all the birds of the heavens to settle on you. And I will gorge the beasts of the whole earth with you. I will strew your flesh upon the mountains, and fill the valleys with your carcass. I will drench the land even to the mountains with your flowing blood, and the ravines will be full of you. When I blot you out, I will cover the heavens, and make their stars dark. I will cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon shall not give its light. All the bright lights of heaven will I make dark over you, and put darkness on your land, declares the Lord Yahweh. I will trouble the hearts of many peoples when I bring your destruction among the nations into the countries that you have not known. I will make many peoples appalled at you, and the hair of their kings shall bristle with horror because of you when I brandish my sword before them. They shall tremble every moment, every one for his own life on the day of your downfall. For thus says the Lord Yahweh, The sword of the king of Babylon shall come upon you. I will cause your multitude to fall by the swords of mighty ones, all of them most ruthless of nations. They shall bring to ruin the pride of Egypt, and all its multitude shall perish. I will destroy all its beasts from beside many waters, and no foot of man shall trouble them any more, nor shall the hooves of beasts trouble them. Then I will make their waters clear and cause their rivers to run like oil, declares the Lord Yahweh. When I make the land of Egypt desolate, and when the land is desolate of all that fills it, when I strike down all who dwell in it, then they will know that I am Yahweh. This is a lamentation that shall be chanted. The daughters of the nations shall chant it over Egypt, and over all her multitude shall they chant it, declares the Lord Yahweh. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the fifteenth day of the month, the word of Yahweh came to me. Son of man, wail over the multitude of Egypt and send them down, her and the daughters of majestic nations, to the world below, to those who have gone down to the pit. Whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down and be laid to rest with the uncircumcised. They shall fall amid those who are slain by the sword. Egypt is delivered to the sword. Drag her away and all her multitudes. The mighty chief shall speak of them with their helpers out of the midst of Sheol. They have come down, they lie still, the uncircumcised slain by the sword. Assyria is there, and all her company. Its graves all around it, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, whose graves are set in the uttermost parts of the pit. And her company is all around her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who spread terror in the land of the living. Elam is there, and all her multitude around her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who went down uncircumcised into the world below, who spread their terrors in the land of the living, and they bear their shame with those who go down to the pit, 
They have made her a bed among the slain, with all her multitude, whose, her graves all around it, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword. For terror of them was spread in the land of the living, and they bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. They are placed among the slain. Meshach Tubal is there, and all her multitude, her graves all around it, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword. For they spread their terror in the land of the living, and they do not lie with the mighty, the fallen from among the circum uncircumcised, who went down to Sheol with their weapons of war, whose swords were laid under their heads, and whose iniquities are upon their bones. For the terror of the mighty men was in the land of the living. But as for you, you shall be broken, and lie among the uncircumcised with those who are slain by the sword. Edom is there, her kings and all her princes, who for all their might are laid with those who are killed by the sword. They lie with the uncircumcised with those who go down to the pit. The princes of the north are there, all of them and all the Sidonians, who have gone down in shame with the slain, for all the terror that they caused by their might, they lie uncircumcised with those who are slain by the sword, and bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. When Pharaoh sees them, he will be comforted for all his multitude. Pharaoh and all his army slain by the sword, declares the Lord Yahweh. For I spread terror in the land of the living, and he shall be laid to rest among the uncircumcised with those who are slain by the sword. Pharaoh and all his multitude, declares the Lord Yahweh. This is the word of the Lord. Essentially two parts going on here. The first, again, a reminder of God's destruction over Egypt. The second part of the chapter ends up being that Egypt is in plenty of company, that the Lord has done this judgment not only to them, but to many other nations as well. So as you're looking at the text, it starts out with another date for us. That's roughly, uh, so the 12th year, in reference to the time of exile for Ezekiel and, and the king, Roughly 585, probably February, March, here in verse 1. And he is supposed to lament, Ezekiel is, about Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and what's about to happen to him. And he's supposed to speak this lament to Pharaoh. So Pharaoh, in his bragging, thinks of himself like a lion. We still have this kind of language today, that the lion is the king of the jungle. And so he roars and all the animals obey him. So Pharaoh views himself like this powerful leader or king, but instead God calls him, well, in English here, the ESV, we've got like a dragon in the seas. The, the Hebrew word is a, a sea monster. So instead of being a king, he's a monster. Uh, might be the, the better way to look at this. I know the commentary I was looking at was talking about crocodiles, but I'm just going to go with monster. Um, I think it fits this text you know, there's, there's a vast difference between king and monster, certainly. So God is instead going to throw his net over him. He's going to catch this monster with an army. Uh, so that word host in Hebrew, again, army. Host is actually, if you look it up in the dictionary online, army is one of the primary definitions of that word. It's just not how we think of hosts. We think of parties and hosting people with hospitality, so, army is a better way to translate this word into English that we actually understand what's happening here. The army of Babylon is going to come upon Egypt and catch them in this trap and destroy them. God is going to cast them out. He's going to fling them out into the open field where their bodies will be destroyed. It's like chapter 29 all over again. We saw that language there as well. And now the, 
their carcasses, their dead bodies, are going to be strewn all around the land, and they're going to feed the animals. The animals will come and eat their fill. It's a really grotesque image, but that is the result oftentimes of what happens with war, and here in particular, divine judgment. This war that is coming is brought on by the Lord to bring about judgment on Egypt because Egypt has deserved it with their sins. God is then going to blot them out. That's a word noticed many times in Scripture. Like the idea of a book, that he would blot you out of the book means you're no longer there. Oftentimes paired with the idea that they would be remembered no more. What we have going on in verse 7 and 8, though, is a little more specific than that. I will, make, I will cover the sun with a cloud. The moon shall not give its light. The Egyptians worshipped many pagan gods that they had made up of their own accord. One of the prominent ones, historically, is the sun god, um, which they had different names for him, but Ra would be one of the names most people would recognize, I think. And essentially here, the point of verse 7 and 8 is that their gods are worthless idols and cannot save them. So God is going to bring his judgment upon them, and he's even going to darken the sky, and there's nothing that Ra can do about it. Interesting spot to stop and talk to your kids. Where else or when else does darkness cover the land in Scripture? There are a few times. Uh, the two that probably stand out the most, one specifically also of Egypt, right? The ninth plague. As you look at the book of Exodus, that would be... Oh, what chapter would that be in Exodus? Maybe nine or ten, somewhere around there. The other time of worthwhile noting God's judgment against the entire world falling on his son on the cross. As you have the three hours of complete darkness that covers the land. So darkness and judgment going hand in hand in those examples. Now God is also going to bring not just the destruction upon them, but it's going to trouble the hearts of the peoples around them. The nations will see and they will be terrified um, by what has just happened. And this is the same thing then that we see spoken of Tyre in chapter 27, verse 35, when the Lord destroys them, that the other nations will also be appalled and the hair of the king shall bristle with horror. We saw that same phrase there too. Now we come over to verse 11. How is it going to happen? The sword of the king of Babylon. Babylon's army is coming. But, verse 12, I will cause. God's in control. This is not just human warfare. This is not just Babylon saying it wants to take over Egypt. God is doing this. He's bringing about his judgment upon a group of sinners that have terrorized his people. They will bring ruin to the pride of Egypt. So we've got now a blocked off quotation from verses 12 through 15. Uh, verse 16 says, This is a lamentation that shall be chanted. What is this? Verses 12 through 15. Notice the prevailing theme that we've had these last several days as God has brought about his judgment upon all these nations. The prevailing theme of pride. God is striking down their pride. And here he's even going to destroy the beasts of that land as he wipes them out so that no foot or hoof will trouble even the water. There you're talking about the rivers and streams. The water will run clear. So God is cleansing the land. It's going to run like oil, perhaps a reference to clarity. Right? You think of running water in a river that has been stirred up, 
both by movement but also by those going in and out of it, it's cloudy. It becomes muddy as the dust is kicked up and, and stirred around. And so here, oil, oil has a very, uh, what's the right word, translucent um, appearance where you can see through it. It's so clear. Perhaps the referent here, that there's no stirring the water anymore. It just kind of glides right along, clear as the water you think of at one of those really fancy beaches where you can see right through it to the bottom. So they will know that I am Yahweh. Seventy-two times in the, this book that phrase appears. It's worth our attention. God's judgment reveals to the other nations that he is God and gives them an opportunity to repent. So this is a lamentation to be chanted by the daughters of the nations. Interesting. Now, as the move into the next paragraph at verse 17, this is two weeks later. 15th day instead of the first day of that 12th month of the 12th year, so still in 585. And now instead of the lament, we have a wailing over the multitude of Egypt and sending them down to the world below. Uh, perhaps that is simply a reference to Ezekiel going to Pharaoh, going to the people of Egypt and making the declaration of God known to them of God's judgment. Ezekiel himself certainly isn't going to appear in Egypt with a sword. Um, that's Babylon's role. Then you get another quote here, uh, verse 19. Whom do you surpass in beauty? Remember chapter 31 yesterday, the depiction of Assyria's power was of beauty. Well, even with whatever power you have, whatever beauty you have, let's look at the other beautiful nations and see what happened to them, the other powerful nations. Why don't you go and be laid to rest with the rest of them? These other faithless, uncircumcised, not part of God's people. Circumcision was the entry point into the old covenant of God. Well, die and join them. So, Egypt is delivered to the sword. They're dragged away, maybe a reference to some of their people being taken into exile. And then the mighty chiefs, that's the leaders of other lands, will speak to them out of Sheol, out of the ground, out of death. These have also been defeated by God's judgment, and it's like a welcoming committee. I'm not sure hell's going to have a welcoming committee. But now we get these, what is it, five other groups? A lot of repetition in verses 22 through 30. They're not all described identically, though, so you can read them separately and, and kind of see if we, you, what you can identify as different about them. You've got Assyria mentioned first. They were just chapter 31, so their description ends up being short here. They fall by the sword. Then you get Elam. Elam was actually defeated by Assyria. It was a land to Assyria's east, a powerful group of their own right, before Assyria destroyed them. They are slain, uncircumcised, because of their terror in the land. So, their violent acts, they sinned against, well, man and land. They sinned against people and they sinned against God's creation. And so God judged them. Meshech Tubal uh, is up in Asia Minor. And that one also, uncircumcised, spread terror in the land and judged for it. 
Um, their destruction appears to be different, though, with verse 27. They do not lie with the mighty. No referent there anymore told to us. As for you, this is now referring back to Pharaoh and Egypt, you shall be broken. So even though these from Meshach Tubal did not lay with the fallen like Assyria and Elam did, you will. So I return to focusing on Egypt. We turn right around, though, and we go back over to Edom. Edom was to the south of Judah, uh, south of the Dead Sea. They are uncircumcised, killed by the sword, and lay with the other mighty ones. Verse 30 takes us to the princes of the north, which specifically Sidon is mentioned. It could also then include Tyre. Perhaps it could include even Israel, as we're thinking of this from Judah and Jerusalem's perspective. Israel and Samaria would have been to the north. Um, all the princes of the north. It's a possibility. They caused terror on the land, so they also uncircumcised die by the sword. When Pharaoh sees them, verse 31, in Sheol, in death, he will be comforted. Also an interesting phrase because there won't be any comfort in hell, just like there won't be a welcoming committee. Man does not want to be alone, so in that moment of death, he thinks it's an okay thing, but it won't turn out to be. For now God is spreading terror in the land of the living, his judgment upon those who have sinned against him. Now, you can talk about this one last time here again with the kids today. Um, Again, last section of judgment. What did all of these nations just mentioned really have in common? The common sin mentioned among them in this context was terror on the land, that they were violent against God's people, against God's creation. Uh, Pride is also one that we have seen spoken of, specifically of Assyria and also Sidon in the past, and Egypt now too. So that one could be lumped in there, but violence, violence and pride probably be the answer to that question.